Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on Episode 70 of Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we're beginning Part 1 of a series on Why Can't I Lose Weight? What's My Body Type? There are three different body types, ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorph. An ectomorph is slender, with narrow shoulders and lower muscle mass. A mesomorph is broad-shouldered and gains muscle easily. An endomorph is shapely and gains body fat more easily. However, the body types can shift as we get older based on our activity level and food habits. Welcome everybody to Health Talk with Dr. Kel. I'm Nikki Sterner and today we are on podcast number 70. Why can't I lose weight? What's my body type? Um, Welcome to the show, Dr. Kel. Hi, Nikki. Hi, everybody. And before we get started on that topic about body type, we're going to do the quotes of the day. And the first one is, I need to hire someone to just follow me around and knock unhealthy food right out of my hands. And what? that's by the Do It program. It's a good one. <laughs> yes. And the second one is, I mean, can you imagine if that actually happened? Well, there's probably wealthy people out there that are, kind of have those kinds of people. <laughs> yeah. Paying people to not bring stuff in yeah. the house. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. The second one is, Believe You Can... And you're halfway there by Theodore Roosevelt. So true, so true. Um, yeah, you know, that. where's your desire? Where's your, you know, how confident are in your in you and your abilities to do it? No matter what right. it is, not just losing weight, but weight's a big one, uh, and health is a big one. So, uh, unfortunately, got a lot of people out there that that's one of the reasons. They keep gaining weight because they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe they can. They are depressed and have a lot of anxiety and suffer from uh, more emotional issues that keep them from getting on the path than than uh, other things. Yeah, so true. Well, today we're talking about body types. Did you know there are different body types, Nikki? I mean, yeah, I've heard of like the apple, the pear, the hourglass. Is that what you mean? Yes, but we're going to get more scientific um, and tell a little history here. A guy in the 1940s by the name of uh, William H. Sheldon was considered a scientist, but he was actually a uh, uh, more of a psychologist, a behavioral psychologist, who coined the uh, names of different body types that are now more recognized in the scientific community, and that is ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorph. Uh, aren't those cool names? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and those describe the things that you just said in, in layman's terms. And so okay. we're going go to go into that with the article. And now there are different scientists and different studies, different groups that uh, uh, have altered those categories. But those are the basis for many things that are uh, where people have come up with late weight loss programs, nutritional programs, fitness programs, all based on the body types. And let's just describe them a little bit. An ectomorph is a slender, is more slender and lanky with a small frame, little muscle, and little body fat. That's an ectomorph. A mesomorph is an athletic build with a medium frame and naturally more muscular. Uh, an endomorph is naturally shapely with a large frame and gain body fat more easily. Now, there are overlaps to these types of uh, categor- categories, uh, and so this 
uh, let's talk a little bit about the science of body types. Did you uh, have any comments about any of those? Wh where do you feel okay. you fall in? I'm probably mesomorph. I think like you're more the mesomorph, build. the athletic build with a medium frame and naturally more muscular. And, and I would say oh. that that's the place we should be, right? More, more that way. Um, now, there are overlaps, and the body does change over time. So you might tend to be, uh, you know, we all hate the ectomorph. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, the one who can eat and eat and eat and never gain a pound. Yeah. And never been that. <laughs> they're thin, and they just don't have to work at it. And, and, and uh, my, you know, sometimes people can be that way just because they don't eat well. And, yeah. and all that and, or have some emotional issues. Uh, but, uh, uh, the ectomorph is the one that we're all kind of jealous of, especially those who think that being thin is the, the best look for everyone. Uh, but I think the healthier look is more the mesomorph. And, uh, the endomorph, I, I tend to feel like, uh, after I hit the eighth grade that I turned in the, more the endomorph. Uh, um, anyway. Let's go into a little bit of the research here. Let's see. Genetics can can have a sub, sub, substantial influence on body type, particularly on ectomorphy and mesomorphy. This is important because it helps explain individual differences in body, physique, athletic performance, and athletic performance that can be explained by lifestyle factors such as nutrition and exercise alone. I, I should, sorry, I'm sorry. I need to repeat that. This is important because it helps explain individual differences in body physique and athletic performance that can't be explained by lifestyle factors such as nutrition and exercise. For example, having a high degree of mesomorphy is associated with greater strength performance. Furthermore, sprinters tend to be very mesomorphic, while endurance athletes become increasingly ectomorphic the longer their distance. Body type can also influence different playing positions in team sports. So, interesting. You didn't know that the, uh, the uh, when a, what do you call them, the uh, scouts, the athletic scouts go out and search for people to play in their sports. They consider these kinds of things. Uh, let's see. I got a list here of specifics related to an ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorph. And the reason we're talking about these things is they can play a specific part in the, the way you can lose weight and the best ways, the best types of diets you should follow, the kinds of exercise, everything can play a part in the type of body type you have. Okay. Uh, any questions or comments at this point, Nikki? No, it's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's fascinating to me. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the ectomorph. Uh, there's a list here of things, and we kind of listed a few things earlier, but this gives you a little more detail. Slender, linear physique. Lightly muscled, small joints and bones, low body fat without exercising or following low calorie diets, small shoulders, chest, and buttocks, long arms and legs, difficulty increasing body fat, difficulty gaining muscle, fast and efficient metabolism. Okay, so that's the ectomorph. Any comments on that? Like the supermodel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although those may be, you know, they they some of them have probably turned themselves into an ectomorph just because they don't eat. True. Uh, True. They're uh, they've lost their their muscle mass and body fat by 
too few calories, which means they're likely not very healthy in that state. A true ectomorph would be someone who has that body style, but they're actually healthy. Okay. Yeah. Mesomorph. Here's some more detail. Square, athletic physique. So who doesn't want that, right? Naturally muscular. Medium-sized joints and bones. Naturally strong. Broad, square shoulders. Long torso and short limbs. Interesting. Have you ever noticed that in people? Some have very long torsos, and but short legs. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Uh, they tend to lose fat easily. And partially that's because they have such a large amount of money, muscle mass. It takes a lot more energy just to function, so they burn their cal a lot more calories. The, whereas the ectomorph would tend to have a fast running metabolism, uh, their, their system just runs on high all the time, which isn't, you know, they say that the ectomorph tends to live longer. Uh, but it also may be that they tend to be more active individuals as well. Uh, let's see. Gaining, they gain muscle easily. Um, have you ever, I, I've noticed Ingrid tells me that sometimes, you know, she was an athlete. Uh, in high school, actually started in gymnastics, I think, when she was 11 or 12 years old, and uh, maybe even been earlier than that. But uh, today she she feels like she puts on weight too easily, uh, but also that if she starts working out or lifting weights and stuff, she feels she gains muscle mass more quickly. So that mm -hmm. falls into the mesomorph. Uh, efficient metabolism, meaning it's not running too high or too low. It's just going steady. And uh, so the mesomorph, I, I, I don't think the mesomorph beats out the ectomorph in life expectancy or quality uh, or as well as quantity. They, you know, the people that live in the studies they've shown that live into their hundreds tend to be more the ectomorph. But the mesomorph tends to be overall, I think, more balanced uh, in, their, in their ways of doing things and the way they live. Uh, let's see any comments about that. And you believe you see yourself more in that that area of the mesomorph. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, let's see, the endomorph, shapely body. So, um, you, you know, there's overlap here. My, Ingrid would probably consider herself my wife uh, in the mesomorph here, but she has a more bottle-shaped body, where you know the. The, you know, they used to say the, the perfect woman's body was at what a, uh, was it a 36, 24, 36 or something like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember commercials years ago. Yeah. Uh, and she's got more that that type of shape. Uh, yeah. Let's see, it gains muscle yep. easily, but maybe underdeveloped. So I'm not quite sure what they mean by that, uh, but they... Uh, um, maybe as far as coordination with the muscle could be related there. Uh, mm -hmm. Medium to large joints, bones. You know, I, I find it interesting that a lot of people that are overweight, they go, I'm just large boned. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever heard that? I knew, yep. I knew a woman uh, years ago who was always, she wasn't, I would never have called her fat or extremely overweight, but I would call her husky. You know, you know what I mean by husky? Just, oh, totally. just not thin, but but over her whole body just was kind of large. I mean, just thick. And, thick. and you know, that's what I would call husky. And she would say, I'm 
I have large bones. And she was a pretty girl and, and all and, and everything good, you know. I, she wasn't like, uh, oh, I have to lose weight or any of that. She thought she was fine. Well, then um, she started teaching aerobics and changed her diet. And she no longer looked big boned <laughs> and no longer said I'm big boned. She actually became thin and, and uh, she was much happier with herself. You wouldn't have called her husky. And, uh, um, you know, kept it up because she kept exercising. But then she had a tendency to yo-yo as well. And uh, so find it is interesting. Some people who think they're being big boned may not be so, I guess. So that's why I mentioned that. That's how I felt too, Dr. Kelk. Oh, like really? when I was younger, I was 20 pounds heavier and I was a lot more muscular too, but I definitely ate whatever I wanted. And I had like a layer over my muscles versus now I eat healthier and I weigh 20 pounds less. And I, I don't consider myself thin, but I, like I said, athletic, but I definitely could go between mesomorph and endomorph. If I had 20 pounds on me, I, my mom, everybody used to say like, oh, you're big boned, you know, mm -hmm. compared to like my sister who was, she's two inches taller and she had, you know, she was built very thin. So compared to her, I was bigger boned, but yeah. I also was thicker. Yeah. Well, then you were a lot like this girl I knew. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of people out there like that. See, yeah. uh, typically people wouldn't have said, oh, she's fat, but they might have like, we just explained. <laughs> right. Yeah, you just feel like you have a little bit of extra all over. Yeah, let me let me share a little bit more from this article here. It says body types can also combine so that the upper body is ectomorphic with a smaller frame and slender, while the lower body is more endomorphic with larger framed and greater body fat. Uh, uh -huh. Unfortunately, some people, have you ever seen that person who yep. they look thin from the waist up, but they look really large, their hips and thighs and buttocks get huge? Yep. Yeah, and I feel so... I, I, I feel empathetic towards them because, you know, they, they must be, you know, many people, I'm, it's, it's, I think it's wonderful. Our society's changing. So <clears throat> I was at the beach the other day and there was this woman who was, was, uh, what I would call in a state of very unhealthy weight. Um, I'm guessing, you know, maybe she was five, six, five, seven and, and a guesstimate of maybe 250, 275. Um, oh but was walking around in a bikini. And <clears throat> I'm sure there were lots of people there judging her, going, oh, why? what are you wearing something like that for? That's grotesque. Um, but she walked around with her head up high and said, this is me. This is the way I look. I'm sorry, you don't like it. Don't look at me kind of mm -hmm. attitude. And and I, I appreciate that in a way uh, because, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I want to say to her, I hope you you change for your health. Um, but you're not, you apparently have overcome your vanity and that's a good thing too. That's healthier. That's emotionally healthier. Um, yeah. but for her health and longevity and her, her physical general physical health, um, you know, I would ho hope that she would see the need to, to change up her, her, her eating habits and her exercise habits so that she can, get to a point of better health because studies show that when you're in that uh, level of, of weight, uh, it's really hard on your organs, your, especially your liver and, and kidneys and all that, that you, you tend to have a shorter and lower quality of, of health and, and a lo shorter life and lower quality of health. 
So that would be the reason. And so I, I, I'm, I'm thankful that our society is becoming less focused in certain ways on the vain uh, belief that I need to diet so that I can look pretty for everyone. Um, but for their health reasons, they still should look to uh, change things. Make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, okay, so <clears throat> now we're getting into uh, the article talks about five body shapes. So now they're talking about five body shapes. Let's see. Body types change with age. Okay, here's here's some interesting information. After your mid-30s, no matter what body type you have, you slowly become less ectomorphic and mesomorphic and more endomorphic. This is because maximum skeletal muscle mass and strength is reached between the ages of 20 and 35. The loss of muscle starts after the age of 30 and accelerates into your 50s. Muscle is lost at a rate of one half to two percent per year. A muscle, as muscle is metabolically active, the loss of muscle also leads to the slowing of the metabolism. So let's talk about that for a minute. I believe one of the reasons that you start to lose the muscle mass is because of loss of activity. And that's kind of what the article mentions here too. It's not just naturally, oh, I'm older, so therefore my muscles are being lost. And I am becoming an, an endomorph instead of an ecto or mesomorph. You know, I know plenty of people that are ectomorphs in, in all the way, all the way through. Uh, and I would say that um, do ectomorphs become uh, become the mesomorph and endomorph? I, I think some do, uh, because especially women, more common in women than in men, because their hormone levels change. Uh, especially through menopause, uh, and their diets can affect their hormone levels, etc. They're <clears throat> on and on and on. But uh, pause for a moment. Okay. It's getting a phone call. I don't know if you hear mm. the, heard the beep. Um, <clears throat> Did you say that they become more endomorphic? Uh, they, if, yes, um, they can become more meso and endomorphic from ect if they're ectomorphs, especially females, because of their hormone changes, uh, especially through menopause. But menopause mm -hmm. typically doesn't happen until you know mid to mid forties. To some women don't go through menopause until their mid to late fifties. Uh, and, and again, I think that can be affected by genetics, but even so, by their diets. Uh, I think people who who eat a crappy diet, uh, have poor health, don't exercise, don't follow uh, a healthy way of living, tend to go through menopause earlier than those who do. Mm. Those are my own theories. Uh, let's see. So you don't have to lose the muscle mass. I, part of that is the amount of protein you eat, the amount of exercise you get, and the amount of sleep. I think those three factors are big indicators. So Diet, sleep, exercise, uh, emotional health, all those things play a part in, in how your body begins when your body begins and your brain begin to decay. All, are, all those things are connected. Mm. Let's see. Let's what here we got. Let's see. Uh, the article also says uh, a shift in body type is not completely inevitable, as I just said. Once people hit their mid-30s, they start to decrease their level of physical activity. 
This not only leads to weight gain and the loss of muscle, but the time, but with time also adversely affects health, mobility, and 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 diet and exercise, as I just said. You have a huge amount of control over what your body will become. In other words, body type sets the scene, but lifestyle largely determines the result. It places limits on what you can healthy. It places limits. It places limits on what you can healthily achieve, but not on being healthy, fit, or strong. An ectomorph can make huge gains and become more mesomorphic, but cannot see, but cannot become a mesomorph in the sense that a mesomorph who trains will always make bigger gains. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Endomorphs can lose weight and become more ectomorphic but can't become ectomorphs who naturally have little mass and very and are very lanky. For example, yeah. Marilyn Monroe and Jennifer Lopez Marilyn for example, Marilyn Monroe and Jennifer Lopez are endomorphs, while Audrey Hepburn and Taylor Swift are ectomorphs. Mm-hmm. Body types are key to understanding that when it comes to weight loss and weight gain, we are not all the same. Body types can help us understand our struggles, capitalize on our strengths, accept our amazing bodies, and learn what we can helpfully and realistically achieve. Okay, any questions, comments there? No, I was just picturing in my head when you gave me the examples of like Audrey Hepburn and Taylor Swift. I watched a Taylor Swift documentary and... Um, she used to really be careful about what she ate and she, she then after she took a, like a one year hiatus, a break basically, and realized that she was not eating enough. And when she came back, she said she, when she would go and perform her concerts after she came back, she had gained some weight. And she said, I didn't realize that when you walked off stage after performing that you could actually feel good because before she would feel like like almost dizzy and like totally fatigued because she just wasn't eating enough. Like she was very careful about it. And she just said, you know, like that was how she was built before, but she was very careful about it. And same with Audrey Hepburn. I think she was very, I don't know if it was anorexic, but just very careful about what she put in her mouth. And so, but I know what you're saying. Like a lot of people are built just thin, tall, slender, well, it um, makes makes me think that if the ectomorph becomes bulimic or anorexic, where their emotional side of things have taken control, then that's when they start looking like a skeleton. They, um, and Taylor Swift sounds like on that lines. And then when she realized she could eat more, she wasn't going to get fat or start looking, uh, yeah. you know, looking where she, you know, her, anyway already said her, her appearance mattered and so she yeah. was careful about it yeah like, and she thought that if she ate a lot more she was gonna her appearance was going to change to a point of, of where she wasn't going to be happy with herself but it didn't because she had right. that ectomorph type body type right oh yeah yeah true and i was i was also listening to selma blair's audiobook recently mean baby i think it's called and she actually used to have a drinking problem and then she went to rehab for that and they thought that she had an eating disorder. And so she went through this eating disorder program and it actually trained her how to have an eating disorder. <laughs> and so after that, she kind of became like 
anorexic and she's very thin anyway but yeah she just didn't eat very much she was very malnourished her whole life because she just didn't eat enough and she's only five two and a half but Hmm. yeah so I think a lot of people that are thin like that just you know maybe some of them have like a very fast metabolism like you're saying but some of them are very careful about what they put in yeah, I mean, look at all the models out there that, that they just become obsessed with eating nothing. Yeah, so, it's an obsession. Yeah. Well, this is um, covering the body types uh, is going to take us a couple of podcasts, and we're going to go into in the next podcast uh, how to determine your body type. Uh, ah. And uh, um, also going to cover, uh, we've got another, uh, you know, uh, everybody out there, uh, if they don't know there, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. Uh and also nutritionists and do a whole bunch of other things, hypno, hypnotherapy and many, many things. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I, whenever I find uh, things related to chiropractors, uh, there's a chiropractor out there by the name of Dr. Berg. He came up with uh, a, a, a little different slant on body types. And we're going to go into that in the next podcast as well, I believe, or, or maybe even make a third one when we get to his if we uh, takes us a lot more to get through on how to determine your body type related to the uh, ecto, endo, and mesomorph body styles. So we'll cover that uh, and go over that in the next podcast. Any final comments before we end this podcast, Nikki? I was interesting because you mentioned Marilyn Monroe and Jennifer Lopez who are shapely, yet they are thin too. So it's funny because I think of endomorph as, but you said like they're described as shapely. Yes, they have more of the bottle-shaped figure, which um, my wife, Ingrid, I would, you know, call her that way, too. Uh, uh, Oddly enough, um, all these women still think that they're overweight. Um, It's it's like they they tend to store their fat um, in different parts of their body, uh, some upper, some lower, uh, but not really much in the middle. And and they tend to gain weight and get kind of be... kind of a little thicker overall than uh, just in one spot where some, uh, the, the apple shape or pear shape, I would say, tend to get it, women get it more in the gut, uh, whereas that's where most men tend to get it is in the belly. Uh, and so those are the different shapes. Uh, and it's, it, it's probably frustrating to a lot of people, you know, you, you wish you could tell your body where to store the fat. But, yeah. but because of genetics, uh, the fat cells tend to go certain places and different places than they do from one person to another. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, most, Luckily. Mo- mo- most people would never consider. I would, I would say Jennifer Lopez is in much better shape than Mel- Marilyn Monroe was. But Marilyn Monroe lived in an era where her, her body style was top of the list, you know. Everybody was, and she wasn't. She wasn't considered fat. Uh, she was considered shapely. And I would never have called her toned when you look at her pictures. Uh, but but she was not fat. I mean, she wouldn't be considered uh, an, a significantly overweight person in any way. Maybe no, maybe a little. Uh, she When I look at some of her pictures, and maybe that was later in life, I, you might have said, oh, she looks like she has bigger bones. <laughs> mm. you know, or is a little more husky. Um, yeah, compared to others. Luckily, now I mean, curves are in, and so right. that body yeah. shape, like beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and the, and the larger buttocks is uh, in, 
seems to be, there were times when having them very small, now people are getting implants in their rear ends uh, to, to make themselves, their rear ends look larger, which yeah. I think is, it, it, it's just nuts what people yeah, do people for humanity. Yeah, I get the, the larger bottom and that like my body will never be that like I am built like flat in the back and so like seeing that I'm just in awe like wow how do you get that yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah. it's funny how it changes you just store you you don't store much fat there right that's not my spot yeah uh, where do you tend to gain you, you probably tend to gain it all over right yes yeah all over and, and yep. that would be where we described earlier more the husky type look Yep. And and that I would say tends to be healthier, uh, healthier rather than having it accumulate in one spot on your body. So, anyway. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about this in the How next. How to determine your body type next time on yep. on on uh, the three three different uh, types of <laughs> okay the three different body types. How to determine that next time. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been exciting. Yes. All have right. A, thanks, Dr. Kell. Have a great ne- week, Nikki. Okay, you too. Everybody thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. <Sorry>. Bye-bye. <laughs> for questions or comments, please email us at healthtalkwithdrkell at gmail.com. That's D-R-K-E-L-L at gmail.com. You'll find the lowest prices on standard process whole food supplements at Holistic Health. Standardprocess.com. As always, we recommend you seek nutritional advice from a qualified healthcare professional before starting a supplement program. And for natural and organic health and hygiene products, see our sponsor's website at OceanBayNaturals.com. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack. 
with executive producers Dr. Kel Fullerton and Eric Hammond and hosts Nikki Sterling. Thank you.